Welcome, everyone, to the L7C Podcast, College Football Edition. That is right. We are back in the college football season. So now from this date, uh, end of August to middle of February, you're going to be hearing football in general from the L7C, college football and NFL. But we're talking college on this one. So we got our college football guy, the captain, Mr. Byron Mitchell. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. So good to be back. Back talking about college football, especially our Ohio State Buckeyes. And then we got our NFL man coming into the college one, the head producer of the L7C, Mr. Justin Akadell. How you doing today, sir? I'm doing well. The real college football season begins this weekend. I can't wait. That yes. last week was bullshit. <laughs> oh, as Justin is I referring to week zero, where a few teams get to open the uh year and there's nothing of consequence <laughs> for an ohio state fan you got to see uh notre dame's qb in action so mm-hmm. and then for the caleb williams tour he started off with four touchdowns no picks so but like just said real season starts now um from now until middle close to middle of january we're going to see who's going to be a national champion uh, we know college football, every game counts, but a lot of things happened since we've been away. Uh, the biggest things, the biggest thing is realignment. Um, everything has just gone crazy. The Pac-12, this is basically their last year as a conference. It just went south for them. Teams leaving to the Big Ten, Big 12, and just a lot of crazy happened during the summer, and realignment was the first thing. I want to throw it to you, Byron. What are your thoughts? On college, the realignment and pros, if any, cons, if any. Like, what are your feelings about it? This is the craziest shit that I've ever seen in my 33 years of living on this earth. Like, first we had Texas and Oklahoma leave for the SEC. I was like, okay, whatever, cool. Then you had USC and UCLA, so they were coming to the Big Ten in 2024. Last year, and then this summer, we had Colorado said they were going back to the Big 12. Oregon and Washington decided they wanted to come to the Big 10, too. And then Arizona, Arizona State, Utah said, hey, we're doing Colorado going to the Big 12. So which just leaves California, Stanford, Oregon State, and Washington State as the only four members left of the Pac-12. So basically, this is the Pac-12 farewell tour. Um but I wouldn't be surprised if any of those four teams decided to leave after this season and join another conference like maybe ACC or join the Big 12. But what really stands out to me is um, Elia Drinkwitz, who is the coach of Missouri um, Tigers, had a really good response to being asked about the conference realignment, which I didn't think about. So he quoted by saying, my question is, did we count the cost? I'm not talking about a financial cost. I'm talking about, did we count the cost of the student athletes involved in this decision? Like, what cost is it to those student athletes? We're talking about a football decision, but what about softball and baseball? who have to travel cross country. Do we ask about the cost of them? Do we know what the number one cause of mental health is? It's a lack of rest and sleep, which I did not think about until he brought that up. I was just thinking about it from the football standpoint. Uh, I don't want to cut you off. I don't want to cut you off, Byron. But that's um, that's exactly what every that's all the talking heads are 
you're only looking at it from the football perspective. Even in our group message, people were looking at it from the football perspective and not the whole perspective. So carry on. Yeah, like I said, but I didn't think about it until he brought that up. But so, like for example, I just looked it up. Rutgers would have to travel 2,788 miles for a USC home game, which is insane because on top of being a college student, you have classes, homework, maybe they have a part-time job or anything like that. So that is going to be very stressful for them starting in 2024. So I I don't like it. I know they did it for a cost perspective to get more money because that's what the world is about now, but like Elias said, I wish they would have thought about the student athletes that this affects. Justin, what are your thoughts? Well, those other sports should bring some money to the schools if they're going to complain about conference realignment and conferences shifting and all this stuff. I want to make it known that the Big Ten started all this because why the hell is Rutgers and Maryland in the Big Ten to begin with? Uh, they wanted. They wanted the well. They wanted the New York that side money which doesn't even bring that much money at all so it was a waste that's what that's what all all these um conferences are doing it does suck for um some of these um olympic sports like track and like volleyball and those type of sports that might you know they might they might end up folding them. there might not be opportunities for them because they don't make any money and all this conference real alignment is going to do is just cost more money for those teams to be a thing be a thing with the travel and getting them there but hey this is how it's going and there's nothing re- really we can do to stop it we just gotta roll with the punches and enjoy what the new landscape of college football is about to be um yeah both of you make really good points on about realignment and all this stuff justin talking about Rutgers. you can even go further back where i mean it, let's be honest it's it's about the TV deal contracts. Mm-hmm. I mean, if the Pac-12 would have got a TV deal, none of this would have happened with them. But they didn't get a significant, a sufficient TV deal that the Big Ten and the um, SEC got. And basically, too, with these TV networks, I kind of find it funny that ESPN was talking about how it's rooting tradition and all that stuff. Where they're one of the main culprits because they took a side. They said we're only paying the SEC. We ain't paying no one else anymore. Mm-hmm. Like this is going to be the first time in almost sixty to like ninety years that the Big Ten will not be on ESPN at all. That's so wild. So you get rid I of remember. them, and the SEC says peace out to CBS. ESPN's offering all this money. Then CBS is like, all right, we're going to partner with the Big Ten. So now we're going to be on there on C on CBS and Fox and NBC, and it. I mean. The networks are the ones driving it. And then if you get a people like Pac-12 is trying, like, oh, we don't want to pay you that much because what teams do you have now that USC and UCLA are going to the Big Ten? And if you want to go really back, this money stuff started when Texas made the Texas channel where they tried to go independent on their own contract deal. And no one was tuning into the Texas channel to watch Texas sports to the University of Texas. No one was turning into that. So. It's it's unfortunate for some of these other sports because you talked about the non-generating revenue sports. I mean, there's there's a lot of these schools. Let's just say, I mean, another generating money thing: basketball. Mm-hmm. Basketball, you're playing like four games a week. 
and Duke, like, let's just say if Duke was in the Big Ten, Duke having to travel from North Carolina all the way to California to then go there, like, I mean, as a former basketball player, like, even two games a week is something. Four games a week across the country and still doing your school shit, that's a mm-hmm. lot. I mean, they're obviously going to figure, they're obviously going to figure the schedule out. You can't have, you can't have two road games if you're in, um, if you're Ohio State, you can't do USC and UCLA in the same week. Like, that would be crazy. You have to stay out in LA like the NFL teams do when they have, um, two West Coast trips back to back. It's just why I do feel sorry for like schools like Stanford because we don't take it in the football. Like, Stanford, they got one of the best like sports programs in the country. Like, yes, they do. Mm-hmm. All those, all those other like Olympic sports, like track, women's basketball, like they eat up all that shit. And it's wild that they are not in the conference that they don't have the cachet or the brand power to get into one of these one of these super conferences that are forming right now that they are mm-hmm. being left out. Yeah, because I mean, it's all about money. That is all this is about. I know last year when we joked about why Oklahoma and uh, Texas were joining the SEC where they can't even win the Big 12. I mean, they don't care. None of these schools care about winning. There's only like five schools in college football that actually want to win a national championship. Mm-hmm. The rest of these schools, they don't care. They want the money. They want the TV revenue. But then five, maybe five years from now, or maybe even earlier, the five schools who care about winning the title, they're going to be like, why are we sharing money with you guys? And they're going to start kicking some of those schools out. And then they're going to form a league. Yeah. Because if you're Ohio State, why are you giving money to Rutgers? Like, why? Why? When you're the cash cow of the co- well, now Michigan, Penn State. Like, it's sooner or later, those those schools who aren't doing anything in football, they're going to get the boot. You need some shade teams to beat up on now and TV markets to get money from. So I don't think Rutgers or Maryland are going anywhere. I don't, I don't think that's about to happen. They need, you need someone, you need someone to beat up on. You need someone like, yeah, if the big 10 booted Rutgers out, then they lose that, um, New York, um, New York, um, viewing area. That's bringing the money the bring the extra money in. But they just got a $7 billion TV deal. They don't care about that. They're giving yeah, these but, big deals. But yeah, to but then when it's ta- yeah, but then when it's time to renegotiate the contract, what leverage are they going to have if they do lose viewers that, that way? If you kick Ruggers out the conference and the deal won't be worth as much because you don't have that market in the Big Ten anymore. Because you could, I mm-hmm. mean, most of these teams might not even play. Like, if you're Ohio State and you're talking to someone's like, hey, Ruggers, sorry, we're never playing you again because now we can have we can have Oregon instead of you to bolster our chances in the playoffs. But is do we, is a network going to want Oregon's market or New York City is what I'm saying. Like that that does matter in all of this. That is true. It does matter in all that. But it's just like if you look at New York's market, Rutgers' biggest games that they're getting when they're playing football is when they're playing Ohio State because the state only cares about football. If you look at mm-hmm. everyone's biggest market, like even when and uh, I remember the Rose Bowl, like when games where OSU was like against Oregon, they're the big. It'd be the biggest Pac-12 game because of Ohio. Like these football loving states, New York's not known for loving fo- college football. No. Mm-hmm. It's just, I mean, it just sucks. Chip Kelly 
Byron, I'm glad you brought the Missouri thing. Chip Kelly actually brought up a great thing. He brought up Notre Dame. Notre Dame's mm-hmm. independent in football, but they're in a conference for everything else. If this is only about football, why don't you just make all the college football things independent? Take the 64 teams in the Power Five, make that one division. Take the 64 teams and and the group of five and make that another division. You play for a title, same thing. No one else gets affected. That's where I think it's going to go to. It says I don't think it's going to include all 64. I think it's only going to be like 16. Mm-hmm. Because, that is a good point. Because with this realignment, this realignment, you do this literally after the playoff committee finally changed the rule that next year we're going to have 12 teams in mm-hmm. the playoff. But one of the caveats was the five guaranteed spots were the Power Five champions. Well, one Power Five's gone, so... I don't think the committee knew. <laughs> of course they, 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 definitely, like, they definitely weren't <laughs> contacting the CFP like, hey, listen, like, this is what we about to do. <laughs> and then the NCA doesn't do a damn thing. They just sit on their hands and... Well, what the fuck can they do? They don't got no power. Well, that's their problem. They should have yeah. gotten some power, and then... They over here trying to suspend um, Jim Harbaugh for bullshit. Literal, literal <laughs> bullshit. Three games, three games self-imposed. But um, could could he even do it? Could he even do it? And Michigan said, "Fuck it, we'll suspend them anyway." <laughs> like it, it's just, it is wild where we're at right now. Especially if like nil two with this, because people brought up that they're like, "Oh, it's gonna be more," you know, kids got nil money, they might have to pay for their own stuff. I'm like. All the universe like their own travel, yeah. Damn, that's that's messed up. What, what, what's what's calm the fuck down? That, that, that's not happening. You can't make those kids pay for Okay, how much money are you giving them? Fuck that, Dustin. You're talking about the same group of people who ask normal people for nil donations, bro. Really I fucking saw, no, 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 no. I saw that shit watching the fucking Notre Dame game this weekend. Mm-hmm. They were asking, <laughs> they were asking the public for. Oh, hell no. uh, that's what these schools are doing now because the schools can't give them money. So they're asking fans, normal mm-hmm. people who don't even make more money than the top NIL people for donations, not even monthly. And they say you care so much, much pay up. Yep. <laughs> and pay for the tickets and all that stuff. Because I don't know, like, this is how crazy this TV and people don't give a shit about things. Do you know currently, right now, if you don't have an HD antenna at your house in the state of Ohio, you will not be able to watch the OSU Northern Dame game. Or some really? sort of thing. If you have AT and T HD antenna. If you have H if you have AT Uverse or Direct TV, two very big cable things. Oh, those motherfuckers don't have fucking NBC. They have a dispute. It just ended a couple weeks ago. And a lot of the bars have Direct TV because you could do the multi view and yeah, for football. So, so you're in a problem. So that shit just wow. ended. So does my direct TV stream have fucking NBC now? Because I got Peacock and all that shit, so I'm fine. But like, that's a pain in the ass. You wouldn't have um, NBC, but think about it. The bars don't like the streaming things because you can't switch from channel. Like, you can't have mm-hmm. a multi-screen with it. Yeah, that's whack. Because even they were talking about that. Because now some of these games are gonna be on Peacock. You can't just get mm-hmm. your remote and change from Peacock to ESPN. You have to cl- close an app, go in, and do all that shit. I know that was a thing with like the MLS and shit mm-hmm. because I was at a bar locally in Cincinnati, mm-hmm. and um, they couldn't put the FC game on because um, it was on Apple Plus. They just yeah. couldn't do it. Like it wasn't on 
TV locally or nothing. Just wow. think about it. And then think about it. If you're not in the know, if you're some like 40 year old, 50 year old, and you had no idea that happened, you're like, oh, I'm going to watch the game in my house. And you find and you have direct TV, you find out you don't have the channel anymore. That Yeah, I didn't know in that. Ohio, said it. That's wild. One of the Ohio State's biggest game of the season. You can't even watch it. Unless you have Peacock, but then, I mean, it's like the streaming things. But most people go to the bars, but it's all about money, man. It's it's unfortunate. And yeah. Justin, that was just the beginning package for Northern Dame. There's tier packages to all these universities. Yeah, I know. I, I didn't <laughs> look it. I didn't look into it. I assuming there are tiers. Wait till your alma mater calls you and starts asking you for some nil money. <laughs> well, until I'm done paying the loans that I owe UC back, they're not getting any dime out of me. <laughs> it, we'll be following out. It's just it's crazy, but I feel for the like the other sports because Justin is right. Some of these sports really because the schools can't afford it because they don't bring enough revenue anyway. And they wanted to do this because the football on their team sucks. Their sports might get cut. That's so sad. That's so wild. And then, but that's gonna it's gonna be interesting the next couple of years where it happens with all of this. But to go into that point, we have a team here, the Ohio State Buckeyes, uh, finished last year eleven and two. Of course, in this crazy state of Ohio, that's considered a failure because we did not beat the rival, and we did not win a national championship. We're coming into this season not the favorite in the Big Ten. Uh, Michigan is the favorite to win the Big Ten East and to win the Big Ten again. Just announced uh, Kyle McCord is going to be the starting quarterback this Saturday. Brown is going to play. Just, I'm going to throw it to you, man. What are your expectations of the Ohio State season starting this Saturday versus Indiana? Let's see. I expect Ohio State to um I expect it to come down like it always comes down to typically with Ohio State Ryan Day um led teams to the Michigan game. Mm-hmm. That is really the only game that matters and don't fuck up before you get there. Essentially, I think they're going with the dog show out of Indiana. Right is around 30. Yeah, they're going with their ass. Byron, what are your expectations? Uh, like Justice, I expect them to whoop the dog shit out of Indiana. Sorry, Indiana, you have to be our first game after Georgia lost. Last second field goal still haunts me. Um, I just for like the overall season, I just want to see how our cornerbacks do because they have been a problem for the last couple of years. And if Sam Hartman the quarterback for Notre Dame goes off like he did against Clemson last year. That's going to be a problem. September 23rd at Notre Dame. First real road game for Ohio State. Yeah. That's one of the games I'm worried about because, like I said, Sam Hartman last year, he did 20 for 29, 337 yards, six touchdowns against Clemson. He pretty much had Wake Forest in the game the entire time. They went into double overtime, which you know they ended up losing. But if he goes off like that, man, I, I'm worried about our cornerbacks. I think, I mean, it's a fair thing. Past couple of years, Ohio State, I don't know why, they've given up big plays in big games. Mm-hmm. But it's the complete opposite that you want to do in a big game. You want to limit the big plays. But I, I agree with both of you guys. Obviously, it comes down to the Michigan game at the end of the season at Michigan. But what are some trap games you guys are potentially seeing? Because 
most teams do not go undefeated in college football. You lose one game typically for these big schools that you didn't expect. Justin, what game outside of Michigan do you think Ohio State could stub their toe on? There's a stretch in the middle of October that I am very worried about that. I just realized what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. So after um, October 7th against um, Maryland at home, a um, three-week stretch of at Purdue, Penn State, and at Wisconsin, who will probably be a night game. And it has already been determined. It's already a night game. Yeah, yeah, will be a night game, and that place is not fun to play with. And they got a new coach, um, Luke Fickle, who you guys are very familiar with, and I'm very familiar with. And he turns programs around. And yeah, that's a little, that's a little scary. And then you know you got Rutgers um, in between that. And then you got Michigan State, and you can never know what Michigan State. You know, they might, they might come to Columbus and want to play tough that game. So yeah, middle of October till that um. Veterans Day weekend game against um, Michigan State is going to be a tough stretch. And you're right with Michigan State. You never know if they're going to be 2 or 10 or 10 and 2. You never know. Yeah, You never know. But, Justin, man, you hit it nail on the head. That stretch from an Ohio historian perspective is people are looking at the teams like, oh, whatever. But if you're a true Buckeye fan, that's not a good stretch. It is not. That's not a good stretch. At Purdue, where before – Recently, Purdue had more wins than you in the past 20 years than Michigan. Mm-hmm. They have ruined your season multiple times. Shoot, mm-hmm. multiple in the past 10 years. Obviously, we we know at Pet State, like it it comes down to one or two plays every year these past couple years. Luckily, we got lucky last year because that was the JTT Omega game. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't play like that, who knows what happens? And Justin already said it. October 28th, Halloween weekend <laughs> at Wisconsin, primetime game, 8 p.m. Jump around's going to be going. Ooh. Luke Fickle, you know he's going to have alumni there, big-time former mm-hmm. players. Mm-hmm. And God forbid if they're undefeated at that point, if Wisconsin's oh, undefeated. Oh, man. There was a game when I was still in high school about... Uh, 2011. Yep. You <laughs> Russell Wilson! 2011. Oh my God! We were number one team in the country and uh, came in there and you got cooked. Yeah. You already already know where I'm going. It was a night, too. I know it was. Mm -hmm. I was on campus that night. I was on campus, Ohio State. You saw the air go out the party. Mm -hmm. Out the party. Oh, it's it's not a game. Like, there. uh, And with Luke Fickle, who understands Ohio State. And he's going to have them boys ready to play. Like Justin said, this is a coach who took Cincinnati to the college football playoff. That shit don't fucking happen to group of five teams. It don't happen. He's the only one to do that. He's the only one to say he can do that. Like, this is, it's it's that stretch, man. Again, Justin, you hit a nail on the head. That is, if you're a real Buckeye fan, you're you're like, oh, shit. (laughs) I I said that little part there. They only got to worry about Michigan. And after I said that, I actually looked at the schedule. I was like, (laughs) oh, shit. And then I remembered (laughs) Wisconsin has Luke Fickle now. Like, ooh. Mm-hmm. Byron, what are you thinking about? I mean, are you same on that little stretch? I know you brought up Notre Dame, which is our first real test, and we'll get a little break, and then that stretch happens. Like, what are mm-hmm. you thinking? Yeah. No, I had those games run out too, especially Penn State and Wisconsin, because Penn State always gives us trouble, and Wisconsin, like Justin said, has Luke Fickle. 
Buckeye alum, great coach at Cincinnati, had great and success. Ain't there, fucking so. quarterback no more. They're going to be way better. Right. And then, um, so I know he can turn Wisconsin around. And then I also have Minnesota as a trap game only because it's a game before we play Michigan. So that's, um, that's a good pick because last year we almost lost that game too because baby Tua was going crazy. Yep. And it was literally right before Michigan. I also want to, because, you know, this matters. And after this pod, obviously this matters too with Justin being the football expert. By weekends matter before mm-hmm. a big game. Just look at Penn State's schedule. It's not, quote-unquote, a bye weekend, but it's a bye weekend. It's their homecoming October 14th, the week before they play Ohio State, and they're playing UMass. <laughs> they are doing the SEC. Oh, yeah. oh no. Hey, shout out to the SEC for doing that shit. Big, re- big respects to fucking OSU, and, you know, Alabama plays some niggas too. But, dog, oh, yeah. like, I don't know why every big, big school don't do that. I don't know why. Georgia, they don't play fucking no one. Oh, we're going to get like, to them. I have the whole college football strength of sketch. Oh, yeah, we're going to get to them later, but you're right. They don't play anyone. Yeah. <laughs> Michigan don't either, for real. See, uh, Michigan are, doing this smart, too. You're absolutely right. Don't play. Yep, because they play UMass October 14th, 3.30, homecoming, and then at Ohio State the 21st Saturday. So you're right on that, Just like. You guys are right. And then Nebraska, I mean, uh, Wisconsin is playing Illinois before us at <laughs> Illinois. And those, those games are going to be tough, man. Currently right now. Balaam over revenge game. Oh, yeah. Currently right now, the predictors, the talking heads have Ohio State only losing one game, and that's to Michigan at the end of the year. Wow. Which, yeah. I'll be honest, though. I don't think they're going to get lucky and Utah is going to save them and beat USC again to knock them out of the playoff and put Ohio State back in, which will segue to the next thing. National landscape. People winning the title. Currently right now, Georgia's the favorite around the plus 200, 220. Alabama's around the plus 600. OSU plus 700. Michigan plus 850. This one, LSU rounds out the other favorite plus 1200. Uh, Justin, you want to talk about Georgia and their strength of schedule. They have the 40, where's the 49? Uh, let me actually put up. They are at the bottom of the SEC. Yep. They have the 43rd strength of schedule in the country. <laughs> the schedule's horrible. And then it if you really go to the is. SEC strength of schedule, they are the 14th ranked in the SEC strength of schedule. 14 <laughs> out of 14. I mean, this is this is crazy. This is this is insane. Mm-hmm. Georgia's hardest game will be second to last game of the season at Tennessee. That's literally their hardest game. Yep, uh, that is on on my notes. That is a must win game for Georgia, November eighteenth, because I mean that's their biggest game. People are starting to try and believe Spencer Rattler is going to do not a chance in hell. No. <sighs> I don't see it. But besides Bennett, most of this Georgia, a lot of this Georgia team is back, who has one of the top, I would say the third best player in the country, Brock Bowers. He's back. Mm-hmm. He is hard. Because but... I mean, the top three players in the country to me are Caleb, Harrison, and Bowers. Yeah. But yeah, Justin, you look at, if you look, you start throwing up at the Georgia schedule. Like, <laughs> It's, it's so cake. <laughs> I mean, 
first two first two games before SEC play starts, UT Martin and fucking Ball State, and then you got South Carolina and then UAB before the rest of the SEC schedule. Then you but in fact, South Carolina has the number one straight the schedule in the country. Really? Mm-hmm. They got a schedule. They 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 got a schedule. But we we think we Georgia's gonna get in the playoff. Their schedule is just too bad. It's it, it's way it's too, too bad. easy for them not to get in. They will have, it'll have to be a huge collapse if Georgia doesn't make it to the SEC championship game. It just I mean, they would have to everyone's on. hurt. Like that's the yeah. actually even if everyone gets hurt, I don't I still think they'll be in the SEC title game. There's too I, much talent. You're 100% right, Justin. It's one of those things where they, the only way they don't get in the SEC title game is if Tennessee's really good. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not sure about Joe Milton. I got to see it. So, that's, that's a good point. Fireman, what are you thinking about the returning champs? I mean, their schedule's looking prime that they're getting in the playoffs. Are we looking at the first three-peat in 90 years? It is a very, very, very high possibility that we are looking at a three-peat Georgia championship team under Kirby Smart. Like, their schedule is way too easy. Like, Tennessee, if they whoop Tennessee, which everyone's expecting them to. And, you know, Tennessee had their greatest season in, what, fucking 20 years last year. So mm-hmm. you, can, you can expect some regression. Yeah, especially with Hyatt and uh, Hendon Hooker leaving. But like you said, Justin, we're gonna have to see something from the Tennessee QB because he he has some he has some real upside. Oh yeah, I mean he a big he a big strong kid. He's a transfer from Michigan. He's been in college for a minute. That dude can fucking throw it. I mean he has an arm. So yeah, there's definitely potential on him. But yeah. then you're you're talking about like they're not gonna if they don't if they lose that game. Let's say they go to the SEC championship game. Obviously, the West is hell because we got to talk because now LSU shocked the world winning the West last year, unless on uh, what you call it, Brian Kelly's first year. Mm-hmm. Now you got LSU and Alabama. That game, oh, when they play again next year, it's ooh, back. It's that's that's championship defining. That game is November 4th. November fourth, and Alabama. I'm not going to spoil for next week. We'll see how they, they might be going in that game already with a loss. Yep, they play Texas next week, September 9th. So you're going to have Georgia versus one of those two teams in the West. Mm-hmm. If you might have a situation, they both go again. I know Alabama didn't go last year because they already had two losses. They didn't even make the SEC championship game. And LSU has one of the biggest games of the year this weekend against the new darling Florida State. And they both need that win because that's going to caterpillar both one of them into the top three. Yep. And you get that game off your resume quick because obviously Florida State right now, a lot of people are picking them to win the ACC, uh, beat Clemson, beat North Carolina, who if you haven't seen North Carolina, may that quarterback, Heisman contender. Um, Dude, the top five pick in the NFL. Yeah. Fuck the Heisman. Yeah, yeah, he is. But if you're looking for some potential big money on a Heisman person no one's talking about, look at look at May. But if you had to pick four, you're, and then you look at the Pac-12. Pac-12, in their last year, they got a lot of hitters. 
They got USC, Oregon, mm-hmm. Washington, who is a dark mm-hmm. horse. They have Michael Penix at quarterback. If you remember, Michael Penix was the one who led Indiana to one of their best years ever in COVID, and he transferred to Washington. So yeah. Oregon State, uh, Utah, I mean, if you had to pick four, this is the last year, the four teams, and obviously the Big Ten and all that. Who are your four teams right now you think are going to make the playoffs? Well. I think we're all going to say Georgia. Yeah, I think yes. you can pencil Georgia. Mm-hmm. And I think you can almost certainly count the Pac-12 to cannibalize itself like it's been doing, which oh, is yeah. partly why they are losing their conference because they can't get it, no one in because all the teams are so... You know, they're even parody in the mm-hmm. parody yeah. in the Pac 12. Pac 12 is NFL for real. Mm-hmm. So, I I think I don't think USC is going to go undefeated. I don't think Utah will. I don't think Washington will. They're all just going to be up on each other. I guess I'm going to go Georgia. I'll be a homer. I'll, I'll go Ohio State. Ohio State will get up in there. I'm going to be a hipster. I'm going to believe in Mike Novell and um, Florida State. I think they're going to be the. Um, ACC representative. Mm-hmm. And my last team? No, fuck it. Texas. I think they I think they I think they beat Alabama and run the table. All right, so you have Okay, so Texas is going undefeated. Yes. Georgia's going undefeated? Yes. Florida State going undefeated? No. They'll so they're gonna have one to, loss. They lose like North Carolina or something. What about Clemson. losing to Clemson? A little beat Clemson. Okay, so yeah, yeah, they loss. gotta be they gotta beat one of them. They can't okay. lose them both. Of them. <laughs> and then Ohio State. Yes, undefeated. All right. Um, one loss. They'll, one loss. They'll. they'll, they'll I think Wisconsin. That I think that stretch is going to get them. I Wisconsin? think that stretch is going to get them. Yeah, Wisconsin. Okay. Hopefully it's Wisconsin, not Purdue. Or something. Oh God, that'd be too late in the season. <laughs> good. Um. All right, so I got to remember that one. So your one-loss team is Florida State. Yeah. Okay. Byron, who are your four teams? Obviously, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Well, I'm going to say obviously. I'm going to say OSU. Mm-hmm. I did have USC. Okay. As one of the four teams. And I'm going to pick a woozy pick. I'm going to pick someone from Big 12 as well. I'm going to say Kansas State instead of Texas. They did win, they did win the Big 12 last year. Um. All right, so with yours, Byron, any of those teams undefeated? Georgia undefeated. Mm-hmm. I think everyone else was probably a one-loss team. So you had Ohio State as a one-loss? Mm-hmm. USC as a one-loss. Kansas State as a one-loss. And then Georgia undefeated. All right. And then so, USC as a one-loss. Obviously, this is why... This is one of the reasons why I like the NFL in this sense more than college because these things don't matter. You get in, you get in. But, Justin, if Alabama only has one loss to Clemson, I mean to Georgia, they're going to get in. They're not going to get in over Florida State. Same for you, Byron. Depends on on Florida State looks. I mean, if they're dominant in some of these games, and, you know, if it's an Alabama team, let's say from last year who – Slipped up a lot. They won a mm-hmm. lot of close games. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, I can see Florida State getting in. But if it's a dominant Alabama and their one loss is against Georgia in the SEC championship game and that shit's mm-hmm. close, then yeah, yeah, Alabama's going in. We we know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Byron. 
It, yeah, if Alabama is only losses in the SEC championship game and they've dominated the SEC West, they're getting to the playoffs. It's we've seen it happen way too many times before. And then what you guys is, I mean, obviously we're being home because we want them to win, but if Michigan's only lost to a field goal against OSU, they're going to have a case too. I I think Michigan is going to get a lot of respect from them. From, mm-hmm. from the committee, Michigan is mm-hmm. you know over the past two seasons they've proven themselves. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're, they're in that they are you no know, same tier as Ohio State. Ohio State might have more recently won a national championship, but Michigan's more recently beat them. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you know same tier class of the Big Ten. Because mm-hmm. you know those those teams, if you get they're all sneakily one loss in this last te- time of four, it's going to get tricky. Because you know yeah. with Byron yours, I mean, I like the Kansas State thing, but you know Godfrey, they're like, ah, who cares about Kansas State? I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> they can't deny them if they're undefeated. That's the only way you cannot yeah. be denied a playoff spot. Only way. Yeah. Well, so we so I mean, I I don't have Georgia losing either. So are we gonna say Georgia is gonna go undefeated two years straight? And win well, the natty? Yeah. Do you well, guys have you Georgia say, winning? We, when you say it like that, I mean, <laughs> I'm obviously not going to say that. I fucking watch this shit too much. I bet on shit too much. Like, I already know that shit ain't about to happen. But, you know, right now, without seeing anything, like, I'm just going off last mm-hmm. year. And I don't know what the competition looked like. I'm just going through the schedule. It's going to be a theme on the NFL podcast, too. I just went through the list of teams. And I just put fake records. And that's just what it was. And as I'm, like, going through, like, actually thinking about I'm like, this shit ain't going to actually happen, but you know, on paper, yeah, it looked like Georgia going to go undefeated again. That schedule is just so soft. They're too good. Mm-hmm. They've proven themselves mm-hmm. time in and time out. The past two seasons being the two-time defending champs, I mean, it's hard for me to make a case for Georgia not being in the playoff again undefeated. What's your title Unless game? He can do something. Right now, what's your title game out of your teams? Georgia versus who? <laughs> <laughs> is it Georgia versus Ohio State rematch? In your case, Justin Georgia versus Florida State. Like, uh this 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 is why predicting college football pisses me so off so much. It's just like you can't be you can't think outside the boxes. Then you like you put a fucking take out there, and then you look stupid because you can look so stupid trying to go out think outside the box in this college football shit. And with that said, it's going to be Georgia and OSU in the title game. Rematch. Rematch. Byron? Definitely Georgia. Part of me would like to say Georgia versus OSU get a good rematch and OSU, you know, finally win a national championship in, since 2014. Um, I'm going to say Georgia and USC. I'll tell you right now, USC ain't going to no damn national title game. Hell the fuck no. <laughs> Unless Caleb, Caleb Williams has to win the Heisman. Their defense is so bad. It's horrible. That's it true. still sucks. It still sucks. They are they can't tackle sales a state. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit was frustrating. <laughs> Man, some of these some of these sites they got. Listen to this for this is from college football preseason like predictor thing college football news preseason. They got Michigan, USC, Ohio State, Georgia, and they got the national championship game. No cap. They have Ohio State versus Michigan in the title game. 
that won't happen either. Oh, hell no. I, that's why I didn't like last year when we both, when we got in, they're like, can you imagine an OSU-Michigan title? I was like, why are y'all thinking about that? We have to play Georgia. And 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 then if it is that way, the only the only people who are going to give a fuck about that is um Ohio State, Ohio, and Michigan. Yep, yeah. that's the other that's the other dark side of college football. These places don't want these close people to being in the title game, even though that game rates so high. It's the highest rated game every year. I have to think there's mm-hmm. you know OSU and Michigan alumni everywhere that yeah. will make that make the number pop for that game. But yeah, it'll be highly concentrated in the Midwest, and they don't want that at all. No, because they want the West. They want the West Coast, and we're like, why the hell are you going to watch this game on a Monday night if it's only those those regions? Yeah, maybe now because of betting purposes, but you don't even have to watch the game. You can just make your Ben go sleep. True, <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> I do that way too much for my liking. <laughs> oh man, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough, man. Because I've almost thought of a point where from these past couple of years. If Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, and Michigan all are undefeated by their rival, their SEC championship game in OSU and Michigan, I think all four of them can get in. That would be a wild time. Two SEC teams and two Big Ten teams. I just like the Pac-12 is going to kill unless they unless someone really says enough's enough. We need to have one of these people get through. They kill themselves every year. Big Twelve. I, I will never say Texas is back until they're actually back. Oklahoma ain't doing a damn thing. I mean, TCU, because there's always one team that shoots out. TCU was that team last year, came Mm -hmm. out of nowhere and went to the national championship game. So someone's going to rise up. It's just like Justin said, it's it's very predictable, but very unpredictable at the same time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Byron, final score for OSU Indiana. Uh, What's the spread? Like plus thirty, something like that. Yeah, I don't. Know. We'll see if Ohio State covers the spread this year. Uh, I'm gonna say forty-five, twenty-four. Okay. Justin, fifty-six ten, OSU. I, I'm looking for something from this defense. I, I'm gonna go forty-five three, forty-five three. They gotta they gotta send a message, man. They 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 they, they got to. We gotta Ryan Day is because uh, of the status. Ryan Day is coaching for his job. It, it's, he if he loses to is. Michigan again, bro, he's out. He's out. Gene Smith is ret- Gene Smith's retiring at the end of this next year. So you're gonna have a new AD. It's gonna be the same thing. It's like, I'm the AD. I didn't hire you. So <laughs> What if he beats Michigan but loses in the national championship game? Do you think he comes back? Oh, next he's year? he's safe. He'll say he'll be safe. No, be safe. I got a pro- I got a proposition for you guys. Let me let me hear, okay. hear your thoughts on this. So, I am very low on the Tennessee Titans this year for the NFL. I'm going to give you a preview of, for the Tennessee Titans. They're going to be ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you think if OSU does lose to Michigan again and they for some reason, fire Ryan Day. Do you think that new AD Ohio State can get the boosters to cough up enough money to get Mike Vrabel away from the Titans? I don't mm. think my thing is Justin. With NFL, money isn't the issue. It's if you go from NFL to college, 
you have to be you have to go back to being an ass kisser you have to kiss ass to all those boosters to all those mm-hmm. parents you have no off season because you're recruiting 24 7 who wants to do that after you've been an nfl coach i know i get it but i mean and, and, uh, and they got he's an old school dude he's gonna have to come in and i mean he'll tell you hey you're not starting all right well i'm leaving the school He's going to deal with that now if he did that. Oh, yeah, the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. I think any with his cachet, Super Bowl champ, OSU alum, got Ryan Tannehill into the playoffs. Like, yeah. I'm, just watch out for it. So. I'm not, I mean, then I wouldn't be. The thing is, if that, if Ryan Day does get fired, Ryan Day will be in the NFL so fast, we won't even blink. You think he's going no. to the Bears or the, wow, um, oh, Kevin? What's, I can't oh, think Kevin of Kevin Warren. Name. Kevin Warren, yeah. That's Justin's guy. The GOAT! <laughs> <laughs> he, he'll be in the NFL quick. He is an offense. I stand for Kevin guy. Warren. But I wouldn't be surprised, Justin, because my favorite thing with OSU fans and all that these past couple years, I was like, Ryan Day has lost six games. Six games. Two against mm-hmm. Michigan. The ass whooping against Alabama. The field goal against Georgia. The bullshit targeting with Sean Wade in 19 and the uh, Oregon game. Oregon game. Before those two losses against Michigan, he was undefeated in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. That's very hard to replace. Even if he does lose to Michigan again, Ohio State still should not fire him. Still shouldn't fire him, especially the season. Still good. If, I if agree. That's the only. That's the I only loss. Too. Then, yeah, I don't, like that's. But it's gonna be hell, bro. Three straight, especially if it's an ass whooping again. Oh no. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, he might have to fly optics. by him. He might have to fly by himself. It's gonna get bad. <laughs> but all right, man, I better got... fly with a bodyguard. <laughs> oh yeah, this state, this state's ready. Like they're like the national media is like, I don't know why these people are saying these things about Ryan Day. I was like, y'all don't, y'all don't live in Ohio. Y'all don't really right. see what this, what that school means. It's like losing to Michigan two years in a row. Mm. Mm, so it just has it just hasn't happened in so long. Everyone forgot how that happened. Forgot what it's like. You're you're mm-hmm. absolutely right, Justin. Because it actually reminds me they weren't winning a damn thing in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Cooper was two and ten against Michigan, and he got to keep his job for twelve years. Mm-hmm. He was beating everyone else but Michigan. Now, obviously, it meant more, Omega more, because here we can have some bullshit happen. We get in the playoffs. You lose to Michigan. Excuse me. You you weren't gonna you weren't gonna go to the natty. You probably weren't winning the fucking Big Ten. Those Michigan teams back then were stacked. You don't even get to they win were just the Rose Bowl. As, they were just as good. They were beating up on everyone too. Mm-hmm. Right. You don't even go to the Rose Bowl. That's it. It's over. Mm-hmm. Now we can get lucky with other teams doing some stuff for us. But back then, and he got to keep his stuff. It's like one of these quotes, man. Like that actually came. I can always throw a Batman reference in there from the Dark Knight Rises. When Bane was whooping Batman's ass and he told Batman that, you know, victories cost him his strength. That's what mm-hmm. happened to Ohio State, like Justin said. And the fans, we got so used to whooping Michigan's ass, we forgot what it really feels like to get smoked. Yeah, and now two sucks. years in a row, <laughs> you're th- it's, it's, it's bad out. Oh, man, I am not looking forward to that Michigan game. But we got a long at the way big to go. house. You got a long, you got a long way to go. Obviously, that Notre Dame game ends the month of September, and Justin already highlighted that stretch in October. 
we won't even have to worry about Michigan if we fumble that stretch. Thanks. All right. But with that being said, thank you everyone for listening to the first college football podcast of the year. Um, I think we all have Georgia in the title game as of right now versus the field. Um, (laughs) But we'll be doing it week to week. We'll be seeing things change. Who knows? Maybe a team will rise up. If you remember last year, week two, Justin surprised us on the pod. He said, Tennessee's coming. And what did they do? (laughs) They beat Alabama. Justin called it early. He said he was like, I watched that Tennessee team. I think they could do it. And But then Georgia saw that game and said, yeah, they ain't doing that to us. (laughs) <laughs> That's what I knew Georgia was. <laughs> I was sipping the Kool-Aid too much. Hey, they but, did the job. They took Alabama out, man. And, That's what we needed them that. to do. Tell my wallet that I shouldn't have bell on them against Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> with that being said, L7C Podcast signing out. Thank you for listening to this episode of the L7C Podcast. Be sure to like, rate, review, and subscribe to the channel. Follow us on all social media platforms, and we'll be talking to you guys soon. Take care.